Bismillah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillah. Salatu vesselamu ala Resulillah ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve min ula al-musalli ve sallamu zilu barik ala sayyidina Muhammed. Salatan tuncina biha min cemiyen ahvali ve al-afatu taqdina biha cemiyen hajatu tutahiruna biha min cemiyen sayyatu tarfa'una biha ilaka ala darajat. Ve tuballiquna biha aksan gayati min cemiyen khayrati fil hayatu ve ba'dal mimat. Uh, I believe we left off here on the Arkana Salat. So, Qala al-Musannifu rahimahullahu ta'ala wa nafanallahu yahu bi'ulumihi fi darin. Ameen. Faslun fi Arkana Salat. Wa amma al-qism al-thani min fara'id al-salat fahiya siwa al-tahrima likawniha min al-qism al-awwal فهي شرط لكن لها شبه بالأركان. So uh, it had said before. Well, I should translate first. Section C 3.0 regarding the integrals of the prayer. As for the second category from the obligatory acts of the prayer, they are other than the opening takbir. This is due to it being from the first category and is a condition, but it has a semblance to the integrals. So the author had said before that the fara'id, the um, obligatory actions of prayer, are two. One of them is the shurut or the shara'id, the conditions, and one of them is the arkan, the pillars or the integrals. So uh, both of them are things that are required. But one of them is part of the Salat and one of them is not part of the Salat. So what he's mentioning here then is other than Takbirat al-Ihram. And he specifically mentions Takbirat al-Ihram because although it's a condition that precedes the Salat, it also kind of is similar to the integrals of the prayer uh, since it's kind of similar to that which is part of the prayer. Uh, so... Here they are, seven things. And Qiyamul in Qadir, Fil Fardi Mul Wajib, Wakira to Ayatin Min Rakatain, Wakira to Ayatin Fi Rakatain Min Al Fardi, Wafi Jimmi, Rakaat and Witri, Wan Nafil, Wan Rukur, Was Sujud, Wan Kurud and Akhir, Mikdar at Shahud, Watartib and Qiyami Alan Rukur, Wan Rukur Alas Sujud. وخروج المصلي بصنعه وخروج المصلي بصنعه. So he says رضي الله the integrals are the following: standing for the one able to in the obligatory and necessary prayers. We understand from that that standing is not a rukun in the non-obligatory and non-necessary prayers. The ones that are not fard and not wajib, then uh, you can not stand in them, and that's okay. So standing for the one able to in the obligatory and necessary prayers. Number two, reciting of a verse in two units of an obligatory prayer, and all units of the witr and optional prayers. So obligatory in this number two. Um, or in all of them, they're using obligatory for fard and necessary for wajib. So, uh, reciting of a verse in the two units of an obligatory prayer and all units of the witr and nafil prayers. Single verse. It's the absolute minimum single verse. First two rak'ah of uh, fard. Number three is bowing ruku'a number four is sujood prostrating number five is the final sitting for the length of tashahud so these are the fara'id fara'id okay final sitting for the length of the tashahud even if they didn't make it okay even if they didn't make it which will come in the wajib and leaving a wajib is sinful if you do it on purpose but nonetheless the prayer would still uh, be complete in a sense. It would count as a prayer. You'd be sinful, you'd be required to make it up, but it would count as a prayer. 
Six, the sequence of standing before bowing and bowing before prostrating. So to follow that order. And seven, the one praying, uh, exiting the prayer with his own action. So basically they intend to leave the Salat. And in doing so, they leave the Salat. So um, the Salam will come in the Wajibat. Absolute minimums. So the person can be like sitting. They sit in the tashahud, and uh, they don't make the tashahud. They just sit for the amount of the tashahud, and then they get up and walk away. They just get up and walk away. So them getting up and walking walking away is them leaving the exiting the prayer with their own action. You shouldn't do that, but you know this is again the faraid of the salat. These are the uh, or the arkan of the salat, the integrals of the prayer, absolute, absolute, basic minimums. Okay. Next, oh, I guess we we'll go to commentary. Integrals of Salat. Uh, as for the second category, they are other than the opening takbir. Takbirat uh, al-Ihram. One of the things that's interesting about it is that um, it's the same word, right, as when you make Ihram for Hajj or for Umrah. And when one makes the Ihram, for Hajj or for Umrah, then they go into a state of sanctity, um, of heightened attention and sanctity that uh, is not supposed to be broken, right? And the same thing or a similar thing happens when they make takbirat al ihram and they open the salat. When one makes the Takbirat al-Ihram and they open the Salat It's as if they made like a little Sanctuary for themselves That space now that their body is praying in Is like a Haram They've made a Haram for themselves Right um, the, the two Sacred places are called the Haramain So You know the Haram in Mecca and the Haram in Medini that the, the sacred places in Mecca and Medina, when we say Allahu Akbar and we make takbiratun ihram, we've created a sacred spot that we are praying in. That's part of why someone can't pass through it. have to prevent someone who tries to pass through it. <coughs> because it's inviolable. What puts one into its inviolable state is the takbir. And taslim releases the person. So when we say the takbir, now we've gone into this zone and we stay there until we say salam. And when we say salam, it releases that. Uh, it's kind of like an, an, a cool thing to, to, to keep in mind when we're making salat. So in standing, the definition of standing is that if the person were to extend their hands, they would not reach the knees. If they were to extend their hands, they would not reach the knees. This is the definition of standing for the average person. Um, reciting of a verse and two units of the fard and all units of the witr and nafil. However, if one is praying behind the imam, they do not recite, they only listen. Because of the Prophet ﷺ's words, when the Qur'an is recited, then listen to it and be silent so that mercy may come to you. So that mercy may come to you. Uh, bowing, it is lowering of both the back and head, such that if a person praying was to extend his hands, they would reach his knees. So this is now the definition of bowing. Absolute minimum of bowing. Prostrating sajda is performed by the placing of the forehead and feet on the ground 
with the placing of the toes on the ground being a condition for its validity. So they don't, you don't float your toes in the air. Sometimes when you're in the masajid, Allah allow us to return to them. Uh, we, you see that people make sujood and they kind of float their toes uh, and their feet up uh, off the ground into the air. The toes are supposed to be on the ground. Uh, and and the correct way to do it is to have the toes bent facing the qibla when you're making the sujood. So they're, they're bent and they're facing the qibla and your foot is... Because everything you want everything facing the qibla in order to receive the anwar that are coming from the qibla as much as possible. So you want direct, full conference... Uh, fr- um, uh, kind of like a um, facing, full facing of the qibla. Uh, from the conditions of the sujood to be valid are that the forehead be placed on a ground surface which is firm and does not allow the head to be lowered any further so basically whatever the person is making sujood on it is connected to the ground and it's firm it's not like uh, floating in some sort of way the final sitting for the length of the shahud clear, sequence of standing and bowing is clear, and exiting um, through one's own action. Praying, exiting with one's own actions. Okay, so that takes us to the necessary actions of prayer. That's page 90. Okay, so now that's the fara'id. After the fara'id, we move on to the wajibat. The fara'id are in the wajibat. It's extremely important to pay attention to them. Um, the basic issue here is that missing a fard um, invalidates the prayer. Missing a fard invalidates the prayer. So if one realizes that they've missed one, they must go back to it. And everything that came after it is nullified. Everything that came after it is nullified. Okay. Um, that's for the fard for the wajib the wajib of salat is also as we said before that the wajib in the Hanafi school is uh, similar to the fard in the the sense that it's something that we are required to do however in the salat the consequence is different so um, the one one must uh, for example one must do the wajib uh, however if they miss it <coughs> then what's required for them is to make sujood as-sahu is to make the prostration of forgetfulness at the end of salat they make the prostration of forgetfulness at the end of salat and that fills in the wajib if they miss multiple wajib by forgetfulness then that you know, one sujood at the end of salat would fulfill that, which will come. Uh, but to leave a wajib on purpose would make the salat still correct, because the fu- assuming the fara'id have been fulfilled, uh, but the person is sinful, and they are requested to redo that prayer. So let's say, for example, that from... It says that the recitation of Fatiha in other than the last two units of an obligatory prayer.
So this is required. So someone says, for example, it's wajib. Someone says, you know what? I'm not gonna. I don't feel like reading Fatiha today. I'm just gonna read uh, the Mu'awwadatain. Just gonna read them. Just gonna read those two. I'm gonna skip the Fatiha today. The Salah would be valid, but they will have left a wajib intentionally, which they would be sinful for, and they and it's required for them to redo that prayer. If they don't redo the prayer, they still prayed the prayer, so they're not accountable for that, but they're accountable for doing it in a way that was insufficient. Okay, so we'll, we'll, that will probably all come. So let's just keep moving. Faslun fi wajibat al-salat wa amma wajibatuha fa qira'atu al-fatihati fi ghayru raka'atayn al-ukhrayayn min al-fard wa dhammu suratin aw ma yaqumu maqamaha min ayatin tawilatin aw thalathi ayatin qisar wa ri'ayatu al-tartibi fi fi'li mukarrarin fi al-raka'a wa al-qa'adatu al-ula wa tashahudu fi al-qa'adatayn والخروج منها بلفظ السلام وقنوت الوتر وتكبيرات العيدين وتعيين وتعيين الأوليين وتعيين الأوليين من الفرد للقراءة والطمأنينة في الركوع والسجود والجهر بالإخفاء والجهر والإخفاء في محلهما وإنصات المقتدي وقت قراءة الإمام وسجور السهو بترك واجب. So these are from the wajibat of the salah. They are. Uh, would anyone like to read that one? This list. Any takers? Very good, mashallah. Very, very good. Thank you, Sayyidna. Uh, so let's go to the commentary before we open up Bandoi's box on these. Uh, regarding the integrals of the prayer, we said, regarding the necessary actions of the prayer. Okay, Bismillah. If a person omits a necessary action forgetfully, they are to prostrate for forgetfulness. If a person omits a necessary action deliberately, the prayer is not invalidated, but it is deficient and not complete. It is necessary upon him to repeat the prayer. Uh, the author of Bahr al-Ra'iq commented that a person omitting one of the necessary actions or committing a prohibitively disliked action must necessarily repeat the prayer in its time. If the prayer's time period passes without the prayer having been repeated, the person is sinful. Okay, so we already covered that. Number one, recitation of the Fatiha and other than the last two units of an obligatory prayer. Meaning, it is necessary to recite the Fatiha in the first two units of the obligatory prayer and not the last two units. This was... Uh, the opinion of Sufyan al-Thawri and Ibrahim al-Nakhai who followed 
Imam Ali radiallahu an in this affair. So they took that from Ali. It is also necessary to recite the Fatiha in all units of the optional and witr prayers. So there's a distinction between that which is a fard prayer and that which is witr and that which is nafil or sunnah. Um, in the fard were required by wajib uh, to recite the Fatiha in the first two units only. Uh, it's going to come later with that. What what you can do in the other two. Um, but in the wajib and nafil prayers, you recite Fatiha in all of the units. Okay. So if you're praying Dhuhr in the first one you read Fatiha first two you read Fatiha and a and a surah uh, which is coming and in the second in the third and the fourth it's not wajib to read the Fatiha okay if you're praying your um sunnah of Dhuhr for example four rak'ah before Dhuhr then in that case you would read Fatiha and all of the units of the Salat um, and the Surah actually also which is coming right now <coughs> number two adding a Surah or that which is equivalent to it such as a long verse or three short verses um, describing it as adding a chapter is an indication towards it being necessary to recite the Fatiha before it. If a person forgetfully recites even a letter from a chapter before the Fatiha, it is necessary to return to the Fatiha and to prostrate for forgetfulness. Okay, so you stand up and you real and you start to recite Qul, you know, Qul, and you're like, oh wait, I forgot to do the Fatiha. Go back to the Fatiha and do sujood sahum at the end. Um, three, uh, one long verse or three short verses. So basically, the long verse meaning a verse that is as long as three short verses. Um, you have a long verse that is longer than that, of course you do. You know, Ayatun Kursi is longer than that. A lot of verses are longer than that. So, if the verse is equivalent to those three, then that is sufficient to fulfill the wajib. Okay. Number three, observing order with a repeated action in the unit. This is to perform the second sujood in every unit of the obligatory and other prayers before moving on to the other actions of the prayer. If a person praying forgets a prostration from the first unit or other units or leaves it deliberately but makes it up at the end of the prayer, then the prayer is correct provided he prostrates for forgetfulness. However, he is sinful if this was done deliberately. So, um, I believe it was um, So the sujood, the second sujood, is um, is wa is the order of it is wajib. So it's still to do it is necessary, but its order is wajib. So if one made one sujood, say they're praying the first rakah, they make one sujood, and they get into the second rakah. And they realize, oh no, I only made one sujood. Then they can make another sujood, like for example, when they're in sajda, they make their two and they can add another one, make a third, and then do it. Or they can add it at the end. Um, but uh, so this is what it's getting at. If a person praying forgets a prostration from the first unit or other units or leaves it deliberately but makes it up at the end of prayer, then the prayer is correct. Assuming they pray the sujood of forgetfulness. So they can make that up later. Uh, even though sujood as a whole is from the arkan, 
the second one, the order of them, uh, the order of the second one can come later. And the Salah can still be valid. Number four of the Wajibats is the first sitting. Uh, so the, the first sitting to sit for Tashahud and after the two raka is a Wajib. Um, part of what that means is that if one uh, goes to stand up after the second rakah, forgetting to sit, and they remember as they're standing up, if they're closer to standing, they do not go back down because that standing is a fard and the sitting is a wajib. So if they're closer to the fard, they don't leave that for going to the wajib. But if they're closer to the sitting, still when they remember it, then they go back and they sit and they make the shahud and everything else. Right? Number five is the tashahud in the two sittings. Meaning the recitation of the tashahud. When we would sit, we would do this. Tahiyatunillahi wa salawatu tayyibat. Assalamu alaykum ayyuhan nabi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaykum wa ala ibadillahi salihin. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. So this is the tashahud is to do that is from the wajibat also. Exiting the prayer with the word of salam. Um, is also part of the uh, wajibat. Seventh of the wajibat is the kunut of witr. Kunut of witr. Um, Any supplication suffices, however, the following Allahumma inna nasta'inuka ila akhirihi is recommended. Um, and it's narrated that in the first rakah he would do subbih ismi rabbika al-a'la, in the second one qul ya ayyun kafirun, in the third one qul huwallahu ahad. And uh, the, the form of the witr in the Hanafi school is the form of Maghrib. So it's Fatiha and Asura. First rakah, second rakah, Fatiha and Asura. After the second rakah, one sits for Tashahud. Third rakah, they get up, they pray Fatiha and Asura again. And then they make Takbir and they do the Qunut. And then they go to Rukuah after Qunut. And then they stand and then they go. They continue from there. But the Rukuah, the Qunut is before. Rukur in the Hanafi school and the form of the Salah is the form of Maghrib except that there's Surah and uh, Fatiha and Surah in each of the Rakahs which again should come later Eight, the Takbirs of the two Eids uh, they are three in the first unit and three in the second unit Includes the opening takbir in the first unit and the bowing in the second. So we'll come to aid prayer when we get to it, inshallah. Number nine, specifying the two units from the obligatory prayer <coughs> for recitation. Um, Meaning to recite in the two units of the prayer. Number 10 is stillness when bowing and prostrating. Tumanina. To have this uh, settling of the joints of the body. The Prophet ﷺ spoke about. Number 11 is to be loud and silent in their places. Loud recitation is Maghrib, Isha, Fajr, Jumai, Tarawih, and Witr. And um, the least amount of loud is such that a person next to the person reciting can hear their recitation. Okay, and this is only for the Imam. The person who's praying alone has the choice between reciting aloud or not. So if one is praying by themselves, Maghrib, Asha, so on, they're mukhayyir. They can pray out loud or they can pray silently. To pray out loud is to pray such that, to recite such that the person next to you can hear it. 
to pray silently is to pray such that you can hear it, but they cannot. Uh, so you st one still moves their mouth, one still uh, moves their mouth and pronounces the words and so on. So such that you can hear it, but the person next to you is not able to hear it. And then uh, for the silent prayers, obviously the imam is silent in those. They don't have a choice. And uh, that's the Dhuhr Asr and optional prayers during the day. Silent recitation is defined as being able to hear only oneself. To hear only oneself. Twelve silence of the follower at the time of the Imam's recitation is from the Wajibat. Prophet Sallallahu said, Whoever prays behind the Imam, then the Imam's recitation is his recitation. Uh, so, the, whatever the, uh, whenever the Imam is, is, is re when one is praying behind the Imam, they're silent. They can recite like in their head, but they don't move their mouth. And sujood is due to leaving a necessary act. And that's um, two sujood after one taslim, which again we'll come to. So all of these things will be covered in their uh, appropriate spaces, inshallah. But it's just giving you the outline right now. Okay. Now it moves on to the recommended actions of prayer. This is a lot. Obviously the content here is a lot. Uh, Nur al-Idah is more So, you know, this is not bad There's only 35 recommended acts here <laughs> And 10 things that are disliked So I um, know uh, There's more than that There's Let's see 52 had to salat 52 Alhamdulillah Alright. So we go one at a time. The recommended actions of prayer. Faslun fi sunan as salat. Faslun fi sunan as salat. Wa amma sunanuha. Sunanuha. Al adhan. Wal iqamatu lin faraidi. Badu duhuli waktiha. Wa rafu niadeni litahrima. Wa rafuhuma fi takbir in kunuti fil witr. وَتَكْبِيرَاتُ الْعِيدَيْنِ لَا فِي غَيْرِهِمَا وَكَوْنُهُ لِلْرَجُلِ حَذَاءَ أُذُنَيْهِ وَلِلْمَرْأَةِ حَذَاءَ مَنْ كِبَيْهَا وَنَشْرُ الْأَصَابِعِ فِي الرَّفْعِ بَيْنِ الضَّمِّ وَالتَّفْرِيجِ وَجَهْرُ الْإِمَامِ بِالتَّكْبِيرِ وَالثَّنَاءِ وَالتَّعَوَّذُ لِلْقِرَاءَةِ وَالتَّسْمِيَةُ فِي أَوَّلِ الْفَاتِحَةِ لَا السُّورَةِ وَالتَّأْمِينُ سِرًّا فِي الْجَمِيعِ وَوَضْعُ يَمِينِهِ عَلَى يَسَارِهِ تَحْتِ سُرَّتِهِ وَتَكْبِيرُ الرُّكُوعِ وَتَسْبِيحُهُ ثَلَاثًا وَبَسْتُ ظَهْرِهِ وَتَسْوِيَةُ عَجْزِهِ وَأَخْذُ رُكْبَتَيْهِ بِيَدَيْهِ وَتَفْرِجُ أَصَابِعِهِ فِي وَوَضْعُهُمَا قَبْلَ يَدَيْهِ So these, uh, it keeps going, sorry. I'm going to finish reading the 35. ووضع يديه قبل وجهه على عكس النهود ورفع من الركوع والتسميع بأن يقول سمع الله لمن حمد ويكتفي به الإمام والتحميل بأن يقول ربنا لك الحمد ويكتفي به المؤتم والمنفرد يجمع بينهما وتكبير السجود وتسبيحه الثلاثا ومجافات مرفقي عن جنبي وَمُجَافَةُ ذِرَاعَيْهِ عَنَ الْأَرْضِ وَالْمَرْأَةُ تَنْخَفِدُ وَتُلْزِقُ بَطْنَهَا بِفَخِذَيْهَا وَتَكْبِرُ الْقُعُودِ وَتَكْبِرُ الْقِيَامِ وَافْتِرَاشْ رِجْلِهِ الْيُسْرَى مَعَ نَصْبِ الْيُمْنَى فِي الْقَعْدَتَيْنِ وَلِلْنِسَاءِ التَّوَرُّكِ وَبَسْتُ الْأَصَابِعِ على الفخذين إلا عند الإشارة في حال الشهادة والجلسة بين السجدتين وقراءة الفاتحة فيما بعد الأوليين من الفرد والصلاة على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في آخرة الشهر الأخير 
والدعاو بالمأثور فيه والسلام يمنة ويسرة Okay, so let's go. Section 4, C4, the necessary actions of the prayer. I'm sorry, we already did that. Uh, section C5, the recommended actions of the prayer. As for the recommended actions, they are. Number one, the call to prayer, the adhan. It's a sunnah. Uh, on an individual, it's a fard kifaya, on, the ju- on like the community of the Muslims, but... As for each individual prayer, it's a sunnah. The iqamah for the obligatory prayers after the entering of the time. So the time enters, you make iqamah, you do the salat, sunnah. Raising the hands for the opening takbir. Raising the hands for the opening takbir. Uh, Raising both hands. Where, how you raise it is coming in a second. Raising both hands in the takbir of qunut in the witr. So you don't, opening takbir, no other raising after that, all three raka'at are prayed. Then in the third raka'at of witr, after one recites and before they go to ruku'ah, they make takbir. Then they fold their hands again, they read the dua of qunut. After they read the dua of qunut, then they say takbir and they go to ruku'ah. And the takbirs of the two Eids Not in other than these So for Eid The takbirs they go up For Janazah they do not For Janazah they do not Um, Number six That it be for the man in line with his ears Your thumbs in line with the ears and for the woman at her uh, shoulder height. So she makes takbir at the shoulder height. In general, the women's, and we'll see a number of other things. In general, the Hanafis uh, distinguish between the woman's prayer and the man's prayer. And that the the that the woman's prayer is mabniya ala sitr. That it's, predi- it's premised upon concealment. So her takbir will be lower. Her sajda will be tighter. Um, so on and so forth. Which will come here as well. Spreading out the fingers when raising the hands between closing them tight and spreading them out. So you don't do it like this, closing them all the way tight. And you don't do it like super spread out either. You just leave them normal, like a little normal space between the fingers. Make takbir like that. Uh, loud recitation of the takbir by the imam. So that for them to say the Allah Akbar loud. Opening supplication, Thana, Subhanakum, Bihamdik, Tabarakus, Muktaala, Jaduk, La ilaha, Ghayruk, the Thana, Sunnah, seeking refuge from Allah, Audu Bilahi, Manashaitan Rajim, when you're starting the Salah, before, for, seeking refuge for the recitation. So, when one is going to recite, then they, they do that Ta'awud. Uh, reciting the tasmiyah at the beginning of the Fatiha, not for the chapter. So, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, then Fatiha, and not for uh, the chapter after Fatiha. You don't need to read Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Excuse me. Reciting the tasmiyah at the beginning of the Fatiha, not reciting Amin silently and all of them and all of the sal- uh, readings of the Fatiha side Amin silently placing the right hand on the left hand below the navel right hand on the left hand three fingers these ones going around and goes below the navel interestingly <coughs> the Hanbali school is actually also below the navel um, so Uh, putting the right right over the left and putting it below the navel this is a sunnah of salah it's not something to make drama about um, takbir of bowing so say Allah Akbar when you go to bowing reciting the tasbih three times in the ruku'ah and sujood straightening of the back when you're making a ruku'ah 
straightening of the back, grasping the knees with the hands when you're in record, spreading out the fingers when bowing, so these fingers are spread out on the knees, and to place them uh, when making sujood, to place the knees before the hands. So when one's going down to sujood, they put their knees down first, then they put their hands down first. This is a sunnah, it's not a wajib, so I don't know if the person has like some sort of sensitivity or issue in their knees. Um, they can put their hands down first in order to uh, soften the hitting of the ground. That's okay. But they say that the sunnah is to put the knees down first. 20. Placing the hands before the face and reversing the order when rising. So the knees go down, then the hands go down, then the face goes down. When we go down, and then when we get up, the face comes off, the hands come up, the knees come up. Um, rising from Rukur. So, Rafa'umin and Rukur. So, we're in Rukur. There's the standing, there's the Rukur, there's the standing up again. So, to actually stand back up. Sunnah. So, sometimes you see aunties and uncles do that, right? They're like, Rukur, and then they go quick. It's like they're standing so quick. So they, uh, that's actually technically acceptable. It's not good to do. The proper thing to do would be to stand fully. But uh, it's a sunnah, not a wajib. With this, uh, and uh, the tasmi'ah, which is to say, If a person is the imam, the imam says only that and the mu'tam the follower says only rabbana lakan hamd and if the person is praying by themselves then they do both okay that's these next couple uh, the takbir of prostration sujood so all these takbir that you're moving between takbir to rakua takbir to sujood they're all sunan Recitation of the glorification three times. So now you're in sujood. You say Subhana Rabbil three times. Separating the elbows from the sides and the arms from the ground. So one's forearms should not be on the ground and one's elbows are out from their side. They're out from their side. They're not fixed up to their side. Uh, assuming that they're not praying next to someone, right? So like if you're praying next to someone, you don't just spread your elbows out and get all obnoxious and stuff you pray you can pray with your arms closer to your body and for the woman uh, she lowers herself and attaches her stomach to her thighs so basically she tightens in so her stomach is close to her thighs in sujood and her arms are at the side of her body as well so she she's again it's mebniyata sitr for women that it's the actions of the prayer are Concealed as uh, wherein they can be. Uh, the takbir of sitting, the takbir of standing, so getting back up. Spreading out the left foot and raising the right in both sittings, women are to adopt the tawarruk position. Uh, so iftirash, which is what's mentioned here for men, which is when the left foot is folded under the backside and the right foot is up straight with the with the toes, um, you know, bent. So that's iftirash. Tawarruk is when, um, like in, in iftirash, you're kind of like sitting on your left foot. Tawarruk is when the left foot is like folded all the way across underneath and you're sitting on your bum. Uh, you might see like shafiris do it, for example, the way they sit. Uh, if you look at like these, um, some of these prayer images of how to pray, they sometimes show those pictures pretty clearly. So you can, those are the two different types of sitting. So again, you find that the woman's one is more concealed. Uh, spread the fingers on the thighs except when pointing at the time of the testimony. So th again, the hand is just kind of sitting naturally on the thighs during the tashahud and then the person points Shadow an la ilaha illallah Shadow an la ilaha illallah they point at the la ilaha and then they drop the point at the illallah um, 
sitting between the two prostrations, reciting the Fatiha other than the first two units of the obligatory prayer. So now you're in your third rakah of Dhuhr, reciting Fatiha here is Sunnah. Reciting Fatiha here is Sunnah. You could also say Subhanallah. You could also say quiet. You could also stay quiet. Sukut or or Tasbih. And 33 is to send Salah on the Prophet at the end of the final Tashahud. 34 is to make Dua. After that, and through those things that are narrated in the Hadith, like Rabbana Atina fi dunya hasana fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adha bin nar. Rabbana inna zalamna anfusina dhuman kathira wa innam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lana kunnana minan khasirin things like this that are in the sunnah and then uh, salutation to the right and to the left salam yamratan wa yasratan because you can say the salam the salam was wajib right you can say the salam without turning your head but to actually turn your head right and left is the sunnah okay uh let's go to thing commentary it's going to be a lot here let's see what we can finish from this inshallah <coughs> the recommended acts of prayer Adhan and Iqama Recommended for the five prayers And Jummah There's no call to prayer in Iqama for For uh, For Eid For Kusuf So on uh, raising the hands for the opening takbir We said that Until they are in line with the earlobe They're in line with the earlobe They're not actually touching Sometimes people do that But in line with it They'll do it just kind of like Out of marking the level um, This in the Hanafi school is only in the opening takbir. You're only raising your hands for takbir in the opening takbir. And then also in the qunut, the takbir of qunut, as we mentioned, and the takbirs of the two aids, not other than them. The man in line with his ears, the woman in line with their shoulders, hands or fingers are opened up, but not too much, just normally. Loud recitation. Uh, of the takbir and the takbirs of movements for the imam thana as we mentioned subhanakum bihamdik mutabarak asmak ta'ala jadduk la ilaha ghayruk it's a supplication that is recited by the imam uh, it's the opening supplication which is recited by the imam person praying behind the imam and person praying alone Okay, so all of them would make this same opening supplication because it's not part of the recitation that is being fulfilled by the Imam. Okay, seeking refuge would be what the Imam um, does. Okay, so the Imam does that um, because the Imam is the one who's reciting. If you're not reciting behind the Imam, then there's nothing to uh, there's nothing to say it for. And then the tasmiyah, amin silently, and uh, all of them, uh, all of them are silent. Tana, ta'awud, tasmiyah, amin, all of them are silent. 13, placing the right hand on the left below the navel. So, small finger and thumb go around the wrist, three fingers go in the front. The woman places her hands on her chest as opposed to grasping. So, you've probably seen that. Um, that's 
these things are not just like the way the aunties do things. You know, sometimes we're taught that by some of our brothers and sisters who don't really pay attention to the madhahib. Um, but that's actually, you know, just putting the hands on the chest like you oftentimes see is the way that the woman prays in the Hanafi school. Um, and again, it's related to the sitr. Um, 14 is the takbir of bowing. So going down. Um, the recitation, th- the tasbih three times. Um, it's disliked for a person to do less than that. Um, so one should be aware of that, that they should try to do a minimum of three. They say that if you're the imam, you shouldn't do more than five or seven, uh, depending on like who's behind you. But because of the imams, it's not that they should just, you know, if they want to elongate their prayer and stuff, they can do that in their own personal prayer. They don't have to do that with everyone behind them. Um, for the when they're when they're leading the salat and there's people behind them, then they're supposed to do takhfif. They're supposed to make that easy as possible. Uh, straightening the back when bowing. Imam Ali, he said, if you put a cup of water on the back of the Prophet while he was bowing, its contents would not spill. It's a pretty cool narration. If you put a cup of water on the back of the Prophet while he was bowing. Contents would not spill. Mm-hmm. 17. Grasping the knees with the hands. His fingers opened. Um, spreading out the fingers when bowing. Uh, again, a woman would just put them down, a man would spread them. Place them, the knees before the hands. As we also discussed. Face. Be- uh, Hands before the face, knees before the hands, hands before the face, and coming up from bowing. Um, there's a difference in the madhab on this uh, after rukuat, coming up from rukuat. Is it sunnah or is it wajib? He says Ibn al-Humam and others chose the narration of it being wajib. So... Um, Although both are widely narrated in the school. Um, the tasmir is Sumi Allahuni min Hamida, the Imam alone says this. Uh, if there's an if it's Jama'ah, there's an Imam, then the Imam is the one that says that. And the follower is the one that says Rabbana Lakin Hamd. And if someone is praying by themselves then they pray they do both. Uh Takbir Sujood, reciting Subhanahu Rabbil Ala three times, separating elbows from the sides. We talked about um, and the difference in that between men and women. Ali said, when a woman performs the prayer, she must lean on one side and rest on the back side and keep her thighs close together. So, you know, similar kind of concept is what we mentioned. Takbir of sitting, person sits. And the takbir of standing, spreading the left foot and raising the right in both sittings. So Ibn Omar said, from the recommended actions of the prayer is to raise the right foot with the toes facing the direction of prayer and to sit on the left foot. This sitting is uh, recommended in both sittings like that for men, meaning the tish- first tashahud and the end of salat. As for a woman, is rec- is recommended for her to adopt a tawarruk position in both sittings which is for her to sit on her left posterior and bring out both of her legs to her right side because this is more concealing. And, uh, you know, it's also said that, like, there's no evidence for this these differences. Um, <coughs> but there's narrations there, and it's mentioned in the comments in the bottom um, that Abu Hanifa narrates from Nafi'ah from Ibn Omar that they asked about how the women would pray and they had these different answers, right? Um, Imam Zayla'i says, Know that a woman differs from a man in ten actions. She raises her hands up to her shoulders. She places her right hand upon her left below her bosom. She attaches her stomach to her thighs. She places her hands upon her thighs where her fingertips reach her knees. She does not expose her armpits in prostration. She sits in the tawadruk position in tashahud. 
She does not spread out her fingers in bowing, and she does not lead men in prayer. Um, their women only praying in congregation is disliked. If they do, then their imam stands in the middle. So not in front, but rather in the middle. Uh, spreading the fingers on the thighs, uh, we talked about, except when pointing at the time of the testimony, the finger is not continually moved, but pointed in the tashahud. Um, sitting between the two prostrations, reciting the Fatiha, and other than the first two units of the obligatory prayers. If the person praying deliberately stays silent, and other than the first two units, he has done wrong due to his leaving the recommended way. If this occurs due to forgetfulness, there is no prostration of forgetfulness upon him. Uh, Abu Qatada relates to the Prophet ﷺ, recite the Fatiha and a chapter in the first two units of the prayer, and recite Fatiha only in the last two. So although this is it's being mentioned as a sunnah here, if you look at the commentary, the commentary is mentioning it in the sense that it's uh, basically wajib to leave it to leave the fatiha and the other two units they're indicating that one would um, uh, you know they've they've done something wrong if it is done because of forgetfulness they don't have to make the sujood sahum but they've still done something wrong so it's kind of like in between there's sometimes issues in the madhab where it's like I'll give you an example. For example, um, the two rakah of Fajr, the Sunnah of Fajr, it's a Sunnah, but there's some narrations from Abu Hanifa that indicate that it's a it's a wajib. So it's a Sunnah, like its technical position is a Sunnah, but they say, for example, that like the person shouldn't sit in the Sunnah of Fajr. Even though generally you can sit in a sunnah, they, they shouldn't sit in the sunnah of Fajr because this sunnah is so high that it's almost like a wajib. And there's different narrations, some of them indicating that it's a wajib. So we leave it in sunnah, but it's, it has a higher level. And this is kind of similar. So this is still a sunnah, but it's like the Prophet was, you know, very consistent with this. So one really shouldn't leave it. Uh, but if they did by accident, they don't have to make sujood sahun. And to make salah on the Prophet them after tashahun, um, you can use any form, but the recommended one is salah Ibrahimiyah. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama sallita ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim wa barik ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim fil alamin innika hamidun majid. And it is desirable to add the word Sayyidna before the name of the Prophet when reciting the, the above. So one would say, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama sallita ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim or Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. These are good habits, you know, the habit of saying Sayyidina. Sayyidina before the name of the Prophet Sallallahu before saying some of the names of the, the companions. These are good habits. And then to make dua after that. Uh, any dua from the Sunnah. Allahumma ghfirli wa ma qaddamtu wa ma akhartu ma asrartu ma a'lantu wa ma anta a'lamu bihi minni anta al-muqaddimu wa anta al-muakhiru la ilaha illa anta. Or Allahumma inni dhalamtu nafsi thulman kathira wa innu la yaghfirnu dhunuba illa ant faghfirli maghfiratan min indak warhamni innak antan ghafoor rahim and so on and then saying salam to the right and the left uh, salutation should be given in such a way that when turning the face to the right and the left the person's cheek would be seen by those behind them if they turn far enough that the person behind them would see their cheek uh, when performing the salutations, the Imam should intend by them the addressing of the congregation and angels. The one praying behind the Imam should also intend the same, with the intention for the Imam being if he is, uh, with the intention for the Imam being if he is to the right or the left. If the Imam is directly in front of him, he intends him with both salutations, and the person praying alone intends only the angels. Wallahu a'lam. Which takes us to the mustahabat. 
of Salat, which we will continue next time, inshallah. Any questions you guys have? Usually there's a lot of questions on this, but sometimes it requires like going back and reviewing it a little bit, and then all the questions start to come. So if you don't ask now, I'm expecting a bunch of WhatsApp messages later, <laughs> later in the day. Um, <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. It, it especially when the list gets really long, it takes like a little bit of review, a little bit of reading through. So, inshallah, we'll take the questions as we take them and try to work through them. Inshallah. Alrighty then. Alhamdulillah.